UFOs and flying saucers and ETs In government conspiracies But I've seen none of the above If I did, I think I probably would run a million miles Lose my little mind Hello everybody and welcome along to a brand new episode of X-Files Talk X-Files the only podcast that now comes with 50% more montages. <laughs> oh, man. So we're going to start that way. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Oh, okay. I'm your host, great. David Harwood. And joining me tonight, I have Avi Kihara and Tiffany Duvall from xfiles.news. Hello, Hello to both of you. Hello. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. So how about them panthers? <laughs> no. Oh man. You know, I will say the the um the band playing Joy to the World, like as it was ending, you know, everybody was like, Oh my gosh, is that you know, is that for us? <laughs> I thought that was awesome. We were at um we're at a party here in, in LA that Becky Welsh, one of our collaborators, um, organized. And it was really cool. Like she had the whole apartment done with like all the the food was like X Files themed, and they were like, you know, put the implant on Dana Skelly, and there was like a mistletoe bee, and to which you know you don't stand under, so unless you know whatever. Um, and you go in the in the bathroom, and there was like the mirror was like written, "She is me." And there was like a lot of things about the X Files in this in this apartment, but when when it got to the to the time crunch of like, okay, is the episode ever going to start? People were like at at a point where like they were so on the edge that I legit went into a corner and grabbed my computer because I had to live tweet the episode, and just I tried to not make eye contact because people were so nervous about the episode <laughs> and like what was gonna happen and because a lot of them or most of them hadn't seen it. Meanwhile, I'm like preparing tweets for like the next half hour. <laughs> so, you know, um, it was quite the experience. Um, to st- I had never passed, you know, watching the finale maybe with my brothers. I had never seen the episode with like people. It yeah. was always yeah. by myself. Yeah. There was a lot of unruly online that night. <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny because I, when I guess about two and a half minutes to go, Fox pi- finally put up a counter, and so people could count it down. And on Twitter and everywhere, people were literally counting it down like Millennium style. It was, yeah. it was so amazing. So uh, yeah, we have a lot of stuff to get through tonight. It, it actually happened. It yeah. did eventually. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's real life. <laughs> so um, before we get into Talking about um, everything that we do, we have a listener question as well. Before we get into that, and um, Avi, I know you have a ton of news because you've had a very busy week over there at XFN. Um, yeah. I just want to do a quick little bit of housekeeping. It's been a long, long time since I've asked people to go to iTunes and leave a review. Uh, if you do that, that's what helps us get found by people looking for X-Files related podcasts. So since the revival is now happening and um, we already we are already... Um, 
one third of the way through that <laughs> revival. Please, <laughs> please, if you're listening to this podcast, go out there and help spread the word. Leave us a review on iTunes. Share our stuff on Facebook and Twitter and anywhere else. Just help other fans find us so that they can listen to us too and they can get involved with all of this. Um, the second thing I just want to say real quick is that we've had a bit of a technical snafu on the YouTube side of things. Um, in addition to putting up the podcast, I've also been putting them up um, a day or two later on YouTube so that people can stream them on there if they don't want to download the episodes. For some reason, um, after we put up the Truth one, it was a really, really long episode. And about halfway through on YouTube, the sound dropped out. I don't know what's causing that. I've been trying to talk with YouTube and I've had some people offering me some help there. Cannot figure out what the issue is, but I will try and get other episodes up on there soon. If you're having trouble downloading this podcast, um, I recommend using the iCatcher podcasting app. You can also go to X-Files, talk xfiles.com and you can stream all of the episodes there. Uh, so that's my suggestion. Oh. Um, Avi, I will hand over to you uh, with the news and we will put you on a countdown just like it's the end of the football. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, so last time we talked uh, was before the screening that happened at um, the Grove here in L.A., um, so we got not as, I mean, we knew that the screening was happening, but, and everyone was in the know basically because people had to secure tickets, even though it was first come first served. Um, was this last Friday? It was last Friday. Yeah. yeah. Um, but before that, uh, Fox was kind enough to give us, uh, at XFN, uh, a kind of like a tip of what was going on that day. And we had amazing renders that I hope that I can get the clearance for, for it soon because it would be interesting for people that didn't have the chance to go to see what it was about. So basically what they did is that they built a replica of, I'm going to say that, that that UFO was more towards what we saw on the show towards season seven. Um and they built it, they put it on the lawn of the Grove, um, which is a, you know, a, um, I guess it's like an open mall that we have here in Beverly Hills. And people could go and take pictures with these two kind of like, you know, people that, and they actually looked like they were from Breaking Bad than the X-Files, but like, they had like yellow hazmat suits and, um, and the thing, I mean, through the day, it was like, it made noises and it had smoke and all this stuff. But then when it went at night, it had like all these lights and it looks super, super cool. Um, Chris Carter was there at some point uh, at noon and we had a brief chat that we already posted online on the day of the premiere. Um, he was really excited and, and he was, um, I think this is like, even though the, the interview was so short, I feel like, uh, you know, comparing it even to that first interview he gave me after that revival was announced, this interview was really honest. And I mean, it's coming to a point where like all these things are coming to fruition and like kind of like the nerves are past, you know, behind basically because like everything, it's just said and done. Uh, so he was really candid about what he hopes the fans get out of 
the revival and what the revival means to him and all that fun stuff. Um, so we had fans lining up there because you had to line up to be able to get in since 10 a.m. So even before Chris was there. Um, and by final headcount, they had to do two screenings, even though they had only planned for one. Um, and they started at seven with like, they, they gave the fans popcorn and drinks and like, it was great because then they had this special ops team there recording. Uh, so I guess that there, there will be some sort of, um, promo coming out or something like that. Um, and, and at the end of the day, it was like around, yeah, 800 to 900 people saw the episode that day. So they, they presented uh, My Struggle and Mulder and Scully Meet the World Monster, which is the episode that premieres on Monday. Um, and it was fun. It had a good reception. I, I would venture to say that it had a better reception than it did in New York, uh, even though it's technically the same episode. Um and we, we'll get to the parts where, like, we, we could criticize and talk about this episode just coming up. Um, that was fun. Um, and then, like I mentioned, we like the whole team was here um, for a whole lot of you know activities that happened in LA and other uh, other other cities had the same kind of activities to celebrate the premiere of the show kind of like they had like trivias going on on bars everywhere and meetings between fans and that was really great um we got a lot of people sending us pictures of their parties and you know it seemed like everyone pretty much had a big celebration during the weekend um so for us, that was really rewarding to see that everyone was so happy to have the Excels back and, and you know, just, just so, so much, you know, acceleration over it. Um, other than that, in terms of news, we have exciting news from XFN. Um, we've been toying with the idea ever since we changed to the new site and even before that uh, to have our store back and be able to you know provide for certain things that are unique to the fandom that sometimes we we run into those ideas from feedback that we get on on twitter or even on the same podcast um and um you know we were lucky to be offered a partnership with t public which is the one of the two or three most famous stores that, you know, create fandom teas for, you know, all these products such as like the Excels or Harry Potter or Doctor Who and all this stuff. Um, our store would be obviously <laughs> uh, based on Excels things, but it would also offer original content that we're developing with them. Um, and this is just to start um, to sell t-shirts on the site and, and Every penny that we receive through this, and I, I will now turn into David Hartwood, <laughs> make him please. Uh, but every penny that we receive through this, it won't go to any of our pockets. It will go to maintaining Excel sneers that we rarely, very rarely talk about this anywhere, but unlike, you know, 
you know, private meetings or whatever, but it, it, maintaining x news and doing all the activities that we do every year to bring you news and to bring you activities to go to or the information that you need to have is very, 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 and I, I repeat, very costly. Yeah, I actually brought this up a few podcasts ago. Avi, I don't yeah. think you were here on that yeah. one, but I basically said to people, you know, just how much work, how much time and how much money you guys all go in to bring us all of this yeah. X-Files news. So everybody Ooh. go there, go and buy a We Are Not These People t-shirt and support <laughs> XFM. We will have that one. We will have that one. Right now, uh, the storefront will have a selection that we curated with them of the this the t-shirts that we like the best. We will be driving contests through our store. And basically what you have to do is click on the banner on our site uh, and, and, and buy through our store. And that way um, we get a percentage of those sales and the artist gets a percentage of that sale. So you're helping a bunch of people. Um, and and we, we hope that we can, you know, deliver humoristic and clever content for you guys and eventually it will mean it, it will keep growing uh this is just our first partnership we hope to bring other kinds of uh, merchandise for you guys um especially um now that we get to celebrate new new things that are going to be part of the fandom because now we get to have things from my struggle and things from you know founders mutation even though who laughs at that that episode i don't know but you know it, it's exciting for us um and then the other thing that was really exciting this week was actually the result of the screening of these two episodes which was the ratings um and a few t- a few months ago, I think um, Dana and Gary from Fox, and I say them, I, I call them by their first name as if <laughs> they were like my friends. But um, the the top executives from Fox had said that they actually didn't care too much about the ratings of the show because one, the show was already sold in all the all the territories that they were they were selling. Two, the the way that our habits have changed into how you watch the television do not reflect what meals and ratings you know dictate and and then you know it it was kind of a thing where they trust the product so much that they really didn't care but even so uh these ratings were insane they were I, I Fox did not expect these ratings at all, and so on the first day, which you know it was leading by the the football games, obviously it was going to be bigger than any other day. Um, on the overnights, um, we actually started out with something like 15 million or something like that, and then it actually bumped up. To 16 million, 16.19 million viewers, which is insane these days to have these kind of numbers. It was very common back in the day because, I, I mean, the offer was a lot less and like people did not have the option to watch things online. But now, when everyone has these options to have people tune in into these numbers, it's amazing. Not only that, the, the episode had a rating um, of 
6.1 and a share of 19, which means that 6.1% of households with a television tune in to see the episode live. And then the share, the 19 number, means that of the household that were actually watching TV the, at the time the episode aired, 19% were turned into the XL. So that's insane. Like to have a, like mm-hmm. that retain of people just watching the episode. Uh, and, and, and these are measurements that are made not not for like the whole of the 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 hour they can like break this down and into half hours as well to measure if people just turn the other channel or whatever they retained this these numbers all 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 the while and that's you know to compare the original series finale the truth had 13.25 million viewers and a rating of 7.5 so it was even bigger than that um, and then Founders Mutation, which we knew that, you know, it was going to be harder because we didn't have a lead in. It was an earlier slot that usually, unless it's like Dancing with the Stars or something like that, people do not tune in to see this kind of content at that time. Um, but it was really surprising as well because it won the whole night Um like it just like beat off the ground ABC, CBS, NBC, and the CW, and it had 9.69 million viewers. And the episode had 3.2 rating and a 10 share, which any other show, like say, like compare it to Castle or Scorpion, this was bigger or compared to one of the best episodes of Scorpion, which is like kind of like the show that's had the best ratings on Mondays and it has the same amount of viewers that castle would hold, but it had the same amount of viewers in the actual audience that it was intended to, to hit. So it's very successful in terms of advertising because it's, it's, it's hitting what they sold to the, to all these products that are funding, you know, the commercials for the show. Um, so a lot of people have been like speculating already, oh, well, you know, season 11 is in the bag and all this stuff. And season 11 has been in the bag for a while. The thing that is not on the bag is the scheduling with the actors. And, um, and that's a big if coming, going forward because unless, you know... People get into serial com- serious conversations about scheduling, about even like about contracts, because already Jillian has been vocal about how she was offered half of the fee that David was offered. Um, it won't happen right away if it, they don't get into these conversations. And already Chris said that he won't do it without them. Um, and I certainly wouldn't want to have the show without them. Um, and it's just it's just gonna get bigger because the ones the iTunes and the Hulu and Fox Now and on demand and all these numbers that are the light plus seven numbers come at the end of the week, those numbers are gonna be through the roof, even bigger than right now. So if I were you and the X Files had shares, I would be buying shares on the X Files right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's it, it's gonna do better than Netflix and Apple. So yeah, 
that's it for news for me. I don't know what you guys are going to talk about now. <laughs> the only piece of news that I would add to that is that um, I saw that the UK finally has an air date. Yeah, finally, man. Finally, um, I know for some reason it was always, always delayed, X-Files. Um, but it's going to be on Channel 5 um, on Monday, February 8th at 9pm. Mm-hmm. Which seems a much more reasonable hour than the 7pm slot it's currently on in Texas. But, Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> especially the second episode. Uh, well, you know, pediatricians say that kids have to go to bed at 6.37. So I think that that's what needs to happen. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> so before we get into our episode discussion, we uh, real quick, we're just going to do a listener question. This is from Jeremy Blackman, and he says, Looking back at classic episodes, which do you think holds up better, Monster of the Week episodes or Mythology episodes? And I thought this is quite an appropriate question, given the timing of this podcast, where we have two new episodes, one Mythology and one Monster of the Week. So, Tiffany, do you <laughs> want to take this one first? Um, well, yeah, so we're talking classic episodes, because I think there's no question which one has held up so far in season 10. Um, you know, I'm, I, it's so funny. I, I am such a mythology lover. Ordinarily, I would be like all about the mythology. Um, but The X-Files has some amazing monster of the week. So I don't know if it's that one holds up better so much as that maybe for me, one has a little bit more nostalgia. So I, I, you know, a classic X-File for me is really a monster of the week, whereas, you know, the mythology is fun and exciting and, you know, you love following that thread through season upon season. Um, but if I'm sitting down and saying, you know, I want to watch a classic X-File, you know, I'm picking things like, you know, Tombs or uh, Beyond the Sea or Home, you know, I'm picking those kinds of things, postmodern Prometheus, uh, stuff like that. So... Uh, yeah, that was a pretty short answer coming from me. <laughs> I'm saving it up. I'm saving it all up for when we uh, get to Founders Mutation. But anyway. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I agree. I mean, I feel, <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, like Monsters of the Week because they don't depend on anything other than themselves. Uh, it's a self-contained story. They, they hold up better. Um, even though, you know, you would have stories that are dependent on technology and all this stuff at the moment, which would, you know, be kind of ridiculous for certain people that are younger right now. Um, but and I, I wish I could say the same about mythology, basically. And, and the problem with mythology is that the mythology is based so much into what's current, that, you know, maybe even today when we watch, and we're going to talk about this, but when we watch the, My Struggle, it certainly has, you know, more current themes. And we talk about it on Snowden and we talk about, you know, wars and post-9-11 and all this stuff. But 10 years from now, that's going to seem, you know, ancient. Dated. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think actually my struggle might seem more might actually date quicker than the old mythology episodes because even though they were kind of of their time as well, it was always kind of looking back to the sort of like the Watergate era and that yeah. kind of mm-hmm. mistrust, and it was kind of 
historic in that sort of sense rather so you always kind of got a sense that it was um i guess building on mistrust of the government that had built up yeah, over, over, over decades years. rather than being so immediate as my struggle is um right but going back to the question the reason that uh, jeremy's asking this question is because we both controversially actually prefer my struggle over founders mutation <gasps> i said it was controversial i said it was controversial you take that back right now no it, it's fine i mean you it, can it, have an opinion it's a clo- right. oh thank you thank you <laughs> You have permission. Jeez, we're getting somewhere after 40 odd episodes. <laughs> I've given you permission. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, so, to go back to his question, um, it's interesting because I think that when somebody talks about X Files, certainly before the revival, everybody always thought immediately of the mythology mm-hmm. storyline that went mm-hmm. through it. And, you know, if you go back and you watch some of those classic mythology episodes from seasons two, three, and four, you know, it's some really great television. The fact is you've got to sit down and watch two or three episodes at a time to get the full chunk of that story. Mm-hmm. Whereas the classic ones, you can just stick one on for 45 minutes and you're done. So, you know, and I guess the classic ones, you know, there's so many different ones that there's stuff there to appeal to everybody. You know, you might like Beyond the Sea, somebody else might like Bad Blood, Postmodern Prometheus, Triangle, whatever it is. There's plenty of classic ones to choose from. Um, I'm not answering the question at all. <laughs> I think I don't know what holds up better, but I do think that when somebody thinks of a classic episode, they're more likely to pick a standalone rather than a mythology. Even though I think that if you said X Files to somebody, the mythology is what they would think of. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, yeah. it's the X Files. So it doesn't have to make sense, but I'm glad my response. Did. <laughs> um, if you have a listener question please go to xfilestalkxfiles.com and click the contact button. Uh, somebody did not contact me then. That was not on my end. Um, <laughs> or you can go to Facebook or Twitter. I'm David T. Howard on both of those. Um, seriously, if you have any sort of questions at all about X-Files, whether it's you want something cleared up from these new episodes or you just have a general question about the show, uh, the classic episodes or whatever, get in touch and shoot us some questions. So it's 10.13 right now on the East Coast. I just thought I would point that out. Is that what the alarm was? <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't me. Be I actually, I thought that that was some sort of like clever sound effect that you had worked in. <laughs> sorry, that that's me. I'm producing two movies right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's get dug into my struggle then. Um, I guess I'll, I'll kick this one off. Um, well, first of all, uh, Avi, you've seen my struggle how many times now? Eighteen. Eighteen. <laughs> <laughs> and Tiffany, you've obviously seen this uh, this episode before as well. I watched it for yeah. the first time live, and I've got to say how weird it is watching X Files with commercials. Um, yeah, right. It's so weird. I mean, I grew yeah. up watching it on the BBC, which doesn't have commercials. So there's that, and for at least the last two years, I've pretty much been watching TV exclusively through Netflix and HBO, so mm-hmm. having to stop a story for Ford commercials, um, <laughs> and then actually see them interrupt the story as well, um, was quite alien to me. But um, So yeah, of course I was excited to see this. It was late, so I was tired watching it, so first time around I was kind of 
picking some holes a little bit, if I'm being honest, and kind of thinking, you know, judging the show by this was not what exactly what I was hoping it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but having gone back and watched it a second time, um, there's a lot in there which I really, really like. There's plenty to fault with this episode. They cram so much stuff into it that you barely have time to breathe. Um, Skinner is apparently the catalyst for Mulder and Scully coming back together, and then he's barely in one scene. Um, We skip over a lot of the stuff, like um, Mulder's death sentence and the whole pardon by the FBI, and he's now back in the FBI investigating X-Files by the next episode. So there's a lot of blink and you'll miss it kind of developments there. Um, I was listening to another podcast today, um, the Vulture TV podcast. Their most recent episode is about X-Files. They talk about the classic show. Um, They talk quite a bit about behind the scenes and the writing of the show. And they talk about the first two episodes of the revival as well. And they made a very good point on there. Uh, I urge you to go and listen to the whole podcast, but they made a really good point in there that, you know, X-Files has never really been too concerned about tying up all of the different strands. Yeah. No, so <laughs> if there's a lot of stuff in this episode that you're trying to reconcile with what has gone before, don't worry about it too much because yeah. there's a lot of stuff that went before which didn't reconcile with itself. Yeah, so just, just let it go. This, yeah. It's, you know, yeah. it's all right. So all of that to say, I'm very excited about where they're taking this mythology. Um, I really, really like the idea of a big alien invasion happening but it's all staged and it's actually uh, mankind the um, syndicate or, or some sort of shady group is behind this fake alien invasion so that they can uh, basically manufacture global domination for themselves um, and I actually left this episode thinking I'm, I'm kind of gonna eat my own words here and kind of wish that we had more than just two mythology episodes in this revival well, which yeah. which Avi actually brings me a question to you because I know you've seen up to at least the third episode. Yeah. Okay. So Founders Mutation does tie in quite strongly to the mythology as well. Mm-hmm. Do from what you know, all of these supposedly standalone episodes kind of tie into the mythology more than we were led to believe. Uh, the third one, I guess. It touches upon it basically because it, it, I'm not spoiling really too much with this, but like, it just goes back to talking about Mulder coming back to the X-Files and his feelings about being back. Um, So it's not quite mythology, but it does continue the, I guess, the stream of how they landed on the X-Files again. Okay. and um, but it's a it's an episode that treats more about Mulder's capacity or or Mulder's stance into what he believes now. Um, not that the other two didn't, but like this one, it was like straightforward into like oh, I'm like pissed off at what I believe and now I don't and then now make me believe and then that happens um, <laughs> um, I don't want to spoil it that's why um, no that, that's, um, that's good we don't want it to be spoiled yeah um, the rest of the episodes which is funny because this morning I actually and this is in no means to brag don't you dare <laughs> um, oh my god I know where this is going 
This morning I got a phone call from like one of our informants, quote unquote. Um, um, and we talked about the rest because this person has seen the rest and I kind of have information that I, I know some people have already because they either trolled the set or stole scripts or whatever it is that they did. Uh, but like I've, I've had conversations with part of the cast and the crew and like basically I know the gist of what happens through the the rest of the episodes. Um, and the mythology is very much present on every episode, basically because even though they did standalone episodes, the standalones are looking into the mythology. They're not looking out side of the mythology okay okay so uh just like founder's mutation uh that was definitely not an episode that you know by itself had it not had a few of those scenes would have been mythology but then it was looking at the problem from their own experience that it's definitely mythology Mm -hmm. so they talk about william and they talk about this and they talk about that so like the rest of the episodes are like that um, and I, I mean, by what I know and that I've seen, um, probably where monster is the lighter on that kind of approach, basically because it's a comedy episode and they, they couldn't, you know, figure but, out how to do that. And from, from my understanding, not having seen it, um, that episode is more of a celebration of the standalones. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, my struggle, you know, obviously it's kind of jarring to see Mulder and Scarlet, Mulder and Scarlet, oh my god, to see, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not even drinking tonight. It's all right. What are their names? Scully and (laughs) Mulder? Okay, so it's, it's jarring to see that they have aged, and it's jarring to see it as slick and as modern as it is. Um, so it took me, you know, it takes a little while to get into the episode, but th- my problem is just how fast everything goes by, how much they've tried to shoehorn in there. And I'm kind of thinking to myself, it's not until about halfway through the episode when Mulder gets his theory that um, this is what it is, that they're not UFOs and aliens, they're actually these um, ARVs and they're humans this whole time. I'm kind of thinking, well, what the hell have you been doing in that house for the past eight years? You don't think that maybe he's been kind of digging a little bit and I'd have much preferred to have seen them hit the ground running. Yeah. A little well, bit. and he's I mean, also had this theory since, I mean, he had this theory in season five as well. Yeah, um, that's the first so, thing I did after I watched this episode. It goes right back to... Went um, back to Redux. Patient X and Redux. 17 yeah. minutes into Redux, you have Critchgau's speech with yet another montage. Um, mm-hmm. I do recommend that everybody goes back and rewatches that with, you know, in light of my struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think that um, the most jarring part, it's so fun. I, I love this episode. I'm going to rip on it a little bit, only because, um, I mean, we can be fans of it, but we can also be critical of it. And, you know, it's I mean, I had nice a whole page way. of notes of things that was kind of critical and picking yeah. things apart. Yeah. Um, I've had, yes. to, I've had to process that and sort of tell myself, yes. you know, yeah. it, it doesn't I'll, it doesn't matter. Those things aren't what matters because that's not what the show ever was. Right, so. right. I think for um, some of them are things that Avi and I noticed the very first viewing when we saw it in New York. 
and you know we left the uh, Comic Con and we processed everything we just witnessed and we had a few conversations about um, you know things that that were great and things that we wish maybe had been a little bit cleaner a little bit tighter um, you know and those things were still there when it of course premiered on Fox so um, I think what jarred everyone the most about their age is just the wardrobe in the beginning and kind of the lighting and then honestly Scully's hair is just so wrong in this first episode and it's it's funny because um, you know as a fan of it I mean I, I love it and I love her and everything but seeing her in other shows recently and seeing her in this first X-File she looks so much older in the X-Files than she does in say The Fall. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or in Hannibal. And and it, it's not it's honestly it's mainly the hair and makeup in that first episode because you notice in Founder's Mutation it's totally different. Yeah. Uh, she looks way younger in Founder's Mutation than she does in My Struggle. Uh, so I think that that was what was so jarring to the audience uh, and what made her look so aged. Um, Mulder, I didn't think looked terribly aged. I mean, he's kind of dressed as like a bum, um, <laughs> which I guess is a nod to I want to believe. Um, but I mean, you know, Mulder's casual when he worked at the FBI was so much better. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. Um, and he makes the same joke about hitchhiking twice. I mean, yeah, some of this stuff was was a little <laughs> heavy-handed. Um, like, some of the nods were just kind of, like, in your face. Uh, and for people that have seen the show, I mean, let's face it, for people that have seen the show, and, of course, the beginning montage of all the stuff, when it first started, I mean, I was excited to have it back, and then when I watched it on Fox the night that it aired, I was like, oh, my God, it's the truth. It's the truth all over again, you know? For a second, I was thinking, it's all montage. Um, I get that they have to catch up you know, new viewers and everything. As, as a viewer that's been there since 1993, I was kind of like, all right, let's go, let's go, let's get into it, you know? Yeah. No, I can uh, see why they did the things that they did. Sure, but at the same yeah. time, like, come on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, what else about this episode? I will say the thing that got me really, really excited after that whole photos and voiceover uh-huh. was um, right before the opening credits when it said Fox Presents. I was like, yeah. yes. Yeah. They're fucking yeah. proud of this. That's yeah. gonna, that made mm-hmm. me yes. really excited. That yes. Although then they changed the font at the bottom yeah. of the screen. Oh, know. that was driving Garrett nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Nuts. <laughs> he's he's not on this podcast tonight actually because he um, Garrett loves the X Files. He is not a fanatic of the X Files in the same way that say Abby and I can be. And he was very critical of my struggle. Um, he was extremely praiseworthy. I mean, he's like he talks about James Wong now after Founder's Mutation the same way he talks about buyers. So, oh um, yeah, he he's like in a love affair now with Jim Wong. Um, and <laughs> but yeah, he he had some issues with my struggle. So he decided it was probably better for him to just kind of sit tonight out. And <laughs> join us next week. <laughs> Uh, Probably yeah, wiser. Yeah, he mentioned the font. He did mention the font because that was really, uh, you know, he's an artist, so for him, it's he notices things like that yeah. very quickly. Uh, and he was like, "What the hell? Where's the font?" You know. Um, there was a lot of this episode that I loved. Uh, as much as I can be critical of certain scenes and 
like the porch scene, for instance, runs kind of very long and awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I like that it was fast paced. I just wish that it had been a two hour premiere and not a one hour premiere. I feel like it could have been more fleshed out and feel more natural going from one idea to the next if it had been longer. Yes. Uh, yeah. It needed a little bit of breathing room. I'm reluctant to suggest we give Chris Carter too much breathing room. I actually don't think that he had enough breathing room. I feel like, you know, it's not, it's not about breathing room. It's about, um, yeah, I agree with, with Tiffany. It needed to be at least an hour and a half for me. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe that would have been the exact amount of breathing room that you should give Chris yes. Carter. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, and then the other thing is that, well, as much as this is not a pilot, it was still a pilot. Yes. Um, so people are landing in, getting acquainted with their characters again, and it's a process, and you got to recognize that. And I had people that are not passionate about the show but they, they've watched the show over the years come to me and say like oh yeah the second one felt so much better and mm-hmm. geez you would you would expect that given that this was the the fifth episode that they shot and even so they were not and i did not expect them to be exactly the Mulder and scully that we last saw even on i want to believe because there's mm-hmm. been eight years ever since um so I mean, in that regard, I'm um, I'm fine with the the technicalities that are going to always be right. shortcomings in these episodes. What I do not agree with, and I was very critical about it on my own review at XFN, is that the, that porch scene it just needed to yeah. be reshot. I mean, completely. Yeah, I it, it felt claustrophobic. It felt really stilted, and and it just did not do anything for me. It was completely from like zero to one hundred in the level of emotion that yeah. was not brought or justified. Really, um, it just felt it. It felt really forced. It was um, informational. You know what I mean? They were like yeah. shouting information to the yeah. audience at each other. Yeah. You know, and it was, and it was, yeah. it was very frustrating. Yeah. It, it's I mean, just that awkward bit where he puts his hands on her shoulders in order to yeah. move her around for the camera. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. no. Yeah. Which yeah. they've done before. I mean, yes, I can I know, see, I know. you know, but, but the shouting of information at one another that's actually not meant for each other, but meant for the audience. Yeah. It just made me want to reach the screen and strangle them. Yeah. You know, I mean, this, this should have been a beautiful, powerful scene. And it wasn't. And, that, and, and, and there's yeah. just so much that you can tell about these characters, about their body language. And we're so close to them that it's yeah. just, it, it gets over, like, overwhelming and not in the good way. Yeah. And, and that was one of my biggest criticisms about this, this episode. Um, I mean, there are other things that you could criticize, but they're more about choices that Chris Carter made to tell his own story. So uh, those I won't really go into because it's his choice. And like a lot of people will go go and say like, why does it have to be, you know, Tata Mally having (laughs) drinks with her and a limo and how come she actually went into the limo? And like, I actually don't mind those parts as much as I thought I would. 
Yeah, but then, but yeah. then, then some someone went and brought up to me, and I knew this was like. I mean, I I had like the two pieces, but had not put them together in my head. So she goes and has drinks with Tad, and then she gets into awkward porch scene, and then mm-hmm. sees that Veda is there, and there's a tinge, oh just yeah, a tinge oh, of yes. jealousy that she's there, and that you know she's like kind of like she's the other woman. Oh my god, yeah, that, she's that the, she's kind of like the other woman, but not only that, she had the goal. Yeah. come outside and like act with some and kind of authority them. and interrupt yes. them. Yes. You don't like you don't do that. And like when that, someone that went, saved that scene for me to be honest with you. Yes. Because yes. it's like stopped saved it. the whole <laughs> because it yeah. stopped it. That. But like but like so then this person came up to me and said like, "Well, but like so she went and did that and then he's doing kind of like the same thing a little bit without the booze." And then, so she gets upset. So he doesn't get to have like some amusement for the for the time being. And like, well, you know, it it might be a way to, you know, present that there's still feelings, but at the same time, it presents Scully as an unfair person because she's not yeah. rationalizing that she just did the same. And then it kind of also doesn't quite match the fact that right away. Tad goes there and she's like so utterly disgusted with him and I get it that I know he, she, that she's she so pissed off to him and like, I get he, it that he, he talks yeah. to her and she talks to Mulder instead through the yeah crowd. and I get yeah. it that she's like pissed at him basically because like now Mulder is on this rant about what he needs to do and okay she's putting the blame there but this is a guy that you just accepted to go and have drinks with and I know. be in a and then, car then with and... the next scene she calls him a player in yeah. the, like the very next scene so it was yeah. kind of and honestly I mean ta- I get it you know Dana Scully and everybody's like oh you know everyone just falls in love with her at the, like the drop of a hat apparently <laughs> um, but like really I mean Tad O'Malley like was falling for her like quick I mean like faster than imaginable yeah. So much so that he goes on his show to talk about how she's doing God's work. Yeah. But, like, he doesn't mention the surgeons. Like, she's assisting the surgeons doing the surgery. And it's, like, Dana Scully saving children. <laughs> I was like, what? She's, she's doing the God's work by making good sutures, apparently. Yeah. Um, so, yeah well, so. well, just to kind of stick a theory in here, which is utterly, I'm sure, not true... Um, but just to get people thinking, maybe if she's doing God's work, isn't that what Cigarette Smoking Man always said that he was doing? <laughs> yeah. This is true. That was definitely a woman's hand handing him yeah. a cigarette at the end. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> maybe maybe Scully and Ted O'Malley are uh, into something together. And, you know, she didn't like, I want to keep calling her Stevia, but I know it's Sveta. <laughs> she, she didn't like that she was there in Mulder's house. So maybe Scully got in her little... ARV and she went and blew up her car afterwards. I'm like, no, stay away so, from Mulder. So, Abby and I, after these episodes, <laughs> I have to tell this story because it's now that you said her name. Um, so, Abby and I have kind of fallen into Vine like a lot in the last few days. And oh, yeah. there's there's like the greatest Vine ever of Mulder going through the house yelling, Sveta. He's like, Sveta, Sveta. And the thing on the Vine is like when Mulder can't find his sweater. <laughs> he's going door to door. Sveta, Sveta, Sveta. Um, yeah. So, 
Definitely check out like all the stuff on Vine for X Files. There's it, they do it's tags just like anything else, but they're so funny and so sad because Abby's mean to me and she keeps sending me all the really sad ones. I have a really good read into like what I could like feature that will make Tiffany cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's my goal every day. I'm like I'm gonna it find is. one. Her goal <laughs> every day is to make me cry. You heard it here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, just want, here, I just want to go through <laughs> a few things that I've found online that people have said uh, with regards to my review, uh, to my review, fucking hell, to my struggle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is my struggle tonight, is <laughs> podcast <laughs> and coming off as semi-coherent. Okay, uh, just a couple of things that I found. Uh, first of all, Avi, I've got to call out your review on xfiles.news. If you haven't already read it, go read it. It is, it is really good. Um... My two favorite bits are where you point out that the new conspiracy gets explained so fast we almost miss the steps that make it so colossal. I think is kind of true. Um, we've kind of touched on that already. Um, but even more so when you say I'm craving to know everything about Skinner's own struggle while remaining in the FBI and I, I still know. need my Skinner spin-off. Yes, please. Yes, yes, please. Yeah. That's that's one man who they've got Fox have got to negotiate with. So can't we have a season ten point five, which yeah, is just right? Skinner for mm-hmm. four episodes before we I get to season eleven? I keep telling him this. I keep telling him this every yeah. time we talk. Can we Mitch Pelleggi does spinner? like yeah. He doesn't agree with us. He doesn't understand what it would be about. But we keep telling him that it would be amazing. Yeah, you just do. You know, if it's four episodes, you can just do. It, you know, taking us from basically the truth through to where he is now. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. show us, you know, it's kind of like a better call soul kind of situation. Exactly. I think that'd be awesome. Um, okay. One other thing I wanted to read was from the review on The Guardian, um, which I, I don't know how to take this initially. I kind of took it as a criticism, but now I actually take it as something being said by somebody who probably loves the show as much as we do. When she, but the reviewer points out that uh, Scully is off being icy and competent as a doctor who calls her nurse nurse instead of say <laughs> Susan. <laughs> oh. I thought, I thought, well, yeah, okay. that, that that kind of rings true. But I can see somebody who really is in love with the show and the characters actually writing that sentence. Um, I was just curious what you guys made of that. Um, Scully's very weird for me <laughs> in this first episode. I I don't disagree. It's just. I don't know. I, I don't think it's Jillian. Honestly, I think I think it's the writing itself. There are just some sections where she's just kind of, I don't know, very robotic, I think. Um, but then, then in another scene, it's like falls back into how it used to be. So I'm sure a lot of it is just like Abby said. I mean, being a pilot, it's just you're getting back in, you're getting refreshed, you're, you know, it's going to be a little clunky in the beginning. And, you know, after having the episode after it, I mean, my God, I'll take clunky any day to get Founder's Mutation next. I honestly feel like there's, like, serious problems of blocking in this episode. Um, And I didn't quite go into that in my review because then I would have gone for at least another page. (laughs) Um, And I was, like, we were at a point where, like, Kai and I and, and Roy and I were, like, I don't even know, like, people would, like, actually read this much um, about <laughs> the episode. Um, and um, and that's the thing, like, there's, 
there's just a suspension of belief that you can do with X-Files from time to time. But there were things that bothered me that were so small and still were so important. Like, you don't have a computer where she had the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no need to, you know, have all those scenes play right outside the OR. Um, you don't take someone without scrubs and like with street clothes and all this stuff into an OR that's supposed to be sterilized. No. And how much blood, honestly, do you get on your bare mm-hmm. skin? Yeah. I mean, how, how, like from a hazmat perspective, that can't be yeah. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then, you know, that one shot with like, it zooms into her while she's talking with Mulder. It bothers the hell out of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were other brilliant things about the episode, like the oh, yeah. UFO. Oh my uh, God, like, that whole, yeah. yes. Yeah, um, and and there, there's like, whenever Mulder goes into the ARV, um, mm-hmm. or like around the ARV, um, and, and there are other few things that were kind of very cinematic and that I enjoyed a lot. Um, but Yeah, the 1947 um, stuff. Yeah, uh, the flashbacks to 1947 were awesome. Yeah, um, and there are some other things on continuity that people have pointed out online, such as like, so they get there in 1947, they get there at day, and then they discover the al- the alien is already at night. So what yeah. do they do yeah. through that time? Um, and uh, and really, what was he? that doctor being brought on for if this dude basically just shot the alien and yeah and like, what was the so point? yeah it was a point and um if his point was al- always to make him um experiment on the alien then just don't don't kill it don't, don't like i mean well, what, what, did, what, yeah. what was your reading of that because that was one of the aspects that kind of bothered me with the dots not quite connecting in this episode was he brought in just to kind of see the aliens so that he did believe and so he would perpetuate the lie? Um, because we then see him kind of doing, you know, in the flashbacks, but we kind of see him doing an autopsy of the alien. So is that a Gethsemane Redux kind of situation where it's just good enough hoax to fake somebody that doesn't have but, access to but, but the proper see, tests? This is the thing. That's... Okay. So having seen the episode 18 times and this is I'm not lying I'm not lying I've seen this freaking episode 18 times and I'm probably gonna get more um there there's pieces of the the new mythology that people miss mm-hmm. and it's not that the aliens weren't there the aliens yeah. were there the aliens arrived there was a crash yes. and and like probably okay so roswell may have been a, a smoke screen and whatever but there are aliens and this is yeah. what you know Mulder is trying to say is that we've been seeing the aliens as a, a different threat that is not what they really were they were you know they knew that we were doing things to our planet and to ourselves Mm-hmm. that were leading us to the sixth extension and that's why they were exposing themselves into coming into the planet yeah. and trying to like figure out why all of this was happening and so they run into the syndicate who's they they were part of other conspiracies before mm-hmm. um 
and now basically the the syndicate appropriates themselves of these beings that are landing and trying to in some way um create agreements but they're not the agreements that we thought they're not the bad i mean i don't want to i don't want to go as far as saying they're not bad because obviously there's some of that are but what Mulder now it's trying to convey is that while it may not be completely only men doing all of these experiments and using alien um, technology to manipulate the truth, um, it is mostly men who are doing the damage. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, they're aliens, but... Um, I, but they're the, not necessarily the bad guys. Yeah. And then uh, to address your question about, like, okay, so what was he brought on to, to go there? And, like, what was the point of taking him there? I feel like probably if I wanted to try to justify the scene from the eyes of Chris Scotter. I would say that the motivation of the the guy, the men in black, it's like, hey, so here's an alien. Um, we have zero empathy for them, so I'm just gonna basically give you the corpse so that you can start yeah. like working on it. Uh, but this is basically, if I do this to this thing, don't even think that I won't do it to you. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but but it's it's a, it's reaching and it's a SME analyzing the scene over a million times and it could have been clearer and yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna excuse Chris Carter for that. No, I was just I think what more your time take was. would have made it clear. Yeah, yeah, um, and I like what you're saying. Then you know, sort of clarifying some of the stuff about the because obviously we know that there are aliens out there and how does that mm-hmm. then fit in with this new mythology kind of stuff and you know the the foundation was laid obviously with redux um mm-hmm. that kind of storyline but what you're saying there about the aliens and, and what Mulder says there with the whole <laughs> i think it's i think it's montage two or three <laughs> <laughs> with all the nuclear weapons and the aliens came to us because of that and stuff yeah and what which i you, thought was a really cool story yeah and what you have just said that really ties in with cassandra spender's story that you know, she's yeah. abducted by aliens and they're here to help us, blah, blah, blah. And then at some right. point, her husband and his cronies come along and they sort of take over the abductions of her. And that's when mm-hmm. she starts realizing that, okay, there's some bad shit going down. Yeah. So, But it's, it's the men that are involved, you know. And obviously there are other races of aliens which over time have become involved. But I think that the... You know, the the Roswell aliens, the greys, the, the ones that we're so used to associating with the X-Files... Those are the ones that came in 1947 trying to figure out why the hell we were all trying to kill each other. Yeah, they just want to play baseball. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, um, okay, we'll, we'll wrap up this discussion. We'll move on to Founders Mutation, I guess. Um, just real quick, my one more thing that I found online, which I wanted to read out here, and I have to paraphrase it because it was a comment on the Variety re- Review, and it's unfortunately been deleted since. But oh. so, basically, somebody said we switched off when Chris Carter started bad mouthing Fox News. Oh, I see. <laughs> you know, which is silly to me, to be honest with you, because Tad O'Malley's character 
is unapologetically conservative. And he's not even, I mean, Mulder and Scully kind of make fun of him for it, but the funniest part is that Tad O'Malley throughout the entire episode is right. Yes. He's correct the entire time. So, you know, I mean, yes, they were ragging on conservatives. Yes, they were ragging on Fox News. But at the same time, the guy that, you know, supposedly they're making fun of is correct. I actually thought he was quite balanced in terms of yeah, you know, I how, so out too. there he was on both sides. He was very ultra conservative, but at the same time, he was against all the corporations. So, yeah, yeah. I, I also like it's funny because now that you mentioned that, um, I, I now realize that the scariest moment of this whole episode for me was I happened last night actually, because my brother, who's in Venezuela, um, um, messages me and says, oh, "I'm finally sitting down to watch my struggle, so I'll be texting you." I'm like, "Okay," and then all of a sudden he says, "Oh my God, Hugo Chavez was right." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> And like, yeah, like all that Tad O'Malley is saying, it's, you know, the Americans are invading and like all this yeah. stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, you need to take that back right now. you like, <laughs> you need to shut the fuck up right now because like, I'm not going to get, yeah, no, definitely. Chavez must have seen the X-Files. I'm like, you need to not continue talking right now. <laughs> I, it was such a moment of like, I'm going to rationalize him out of this huge yeah. mistake that he's making. And, like, and, I mean, in some way, yeah, Chavez preached a lot of what Tad O'Malley was saying. But at the same time, he was saying it as if, like, Venezuela was, like, the 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 target of all these things when, like, in reality, the U.S. couldn't get less. So, yeah. I think yeah. what's cool about, what's so cool about the X-Files is it, is it makes things that seem crazy, like, scary, you know? And so you're watching it like, oh, Tad O'Malley, you're so funny. And then it starts weaving things in, like, you know, making the populace sick by having fast food and all of these things. And you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> he's he's totally right, you know? I mean, a rational yes. person can watch that and think, holy shit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I thought that was... I thought that was I, the best. Uh, that, uh, of all great. of the yeah. montages in my struggle, that one was my favorite. Oh, definitely. Definitely. So. Okay. You know. From my struggle then, let's move on to the second episode because uh, by the time people get through all of this, it's going to be the third episode screening. So. <laughs> Founder's Mutation. The story of a young janitor out to find some Molly and when he does it's fun but ultimately deadly. <laughs> it is also the Fantastic Twins. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I feel like that needed to be brought up. This this episode makes my heart hurt. That's this episode is... Uh, uh, we've obviously just gone through rewatching every single episode previous to this, with the exception yeah. of Fight Club. And during Sanguarium, on the rewatch, I had to cover my eyes with the whole liposuction scene. <laughs> I had to do it again here with oh, yeah. the letter opener. Multiple times. Thing. Oh, yeah. You were saying about, you know, having a computer next to, uh, in the scrub room of an ER didn't make any sense. What is a letter opener doing in yeah. this high-tech, high-security yeah, In a place where you bank? get email only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was funny. 
this episode was so amazing about it when Garrett and I sat down to watch it, and he, you know, he's trying to be critical. He's like looking for a reason, and after it, he goes, "Oh my God, this is the best X Files in season five. Wow. I mean, he he loved it, and I, I totally get it. After watching it, I'm hard pressed to find episodes like in season seven or eight or nine that I I hold on to as much as I now do Founders Mutation. It had so much stuff, and it harkened back to so many episodes. I mean, the the parallels that it drew throughout it, um, you know, with Mulder, of course, with the hearing, and kind of going back to. Um, is it Gethsemane or Biogenesis? Yeah, um, there, there's just so many scenes where it kind of parallels back to earlier episodes that I thought were so brilliant. And that's really what I thought. Where I thought this episode was going was that it was something to do with him having alien yeah, DNA and then it injected yeah. into him. And then it didn't, which I thought was great because yeah. that's kind of I think what everybody was expecting. And there were like three episodes I want to say that it kind of harkens back to. Uh, in different scenes, of course, um, you know the scene of uh, Mulder's vision of William being taken. Of course, brings you right back to the storyline with his sister and how that has to be like his worst possible fear realized. Um, I don't know. This episode was just—it it was really them again. I think that what was so crazy about it was that you went from my struggle and you go into Founder's mutation and everything about Mulder and Scully that was strange to you and my struggle is no longer strange. You know, Founder's Mutation, it's, it's, it's them again. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously a, an older version of them, but it still feels like them in a way that I think was a little awkward trying to get into in the first episode. Well, yeah, I mean, even though, you know, they hadn't completely inhabited their characters to the extent that they had, in Founders Mutation, in my struggle, I still felt like the dynamic between them, even though they've supposedly broken up and been estranged all these years, I felt like their dynamic was just right there from the beginning, even yeah. if the characterizations weren't completely. Um, right. But yeah, definitely helped with this one being one of the latter episodes shot to be brought forward, you know, and it really, you can see the difference, how much yeah. more comfortable they are in Mulder and Scully's skin once again. Well, and it brought back the unresolved sexual attention of the 90s that you loved to hate so much. You know, I mean, <laughs> back in the day, you're just like, you want to like push their faces together. And, you know, you, you found yourself wanting to do this all throughout Founders Mutation. There's like so many scenes where I'm just like, you just want to like shove them together. Um, yeah, so it's it, you're getting that kind of frustrating, you know, UST back that, um, you know, you, you haven't seen since the show was on the air. So... Actually, now that you say that, I realize that I don't love to hate. I hate to love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. it's just, you know, like the part of me that's like, oh, Mulder and Scully, I want them to be together. Why would they ever separate? Seeing Founder's mutation and, and the pain that that brings to their characters and, and the the longing and the wanting and the, they have so much history. I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so amazing. You know, I don't know if it would read that way if they were together. Um, I hate saying that. I'm like the ultimate shipper, and yet I'm just like, I I want to be in pain, clearly. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about that earlier on. I think that... Yeah, well, we talked about this a few episodes ago. I think, uh, Avi, you mentioned about Castle or something, how that descended into mediocre 
domesticity and has, I, yeah. I don't think that that would work with the X-Files so I'm so glad that and, and it's the same thing with the mythology everything just kind of gave there's certain dots that don't make sense you know mm-hmm. ignore it this is what the show is and it's the same with their relationship that even after everything they've been through we're back to this classic sort of dynamic as it's you have that sexual tension that's there but it's a platonic <laughs> relationship <laughs> <laughs> platonic activity. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's more rich, though, than before. Yes. I think now that they have been together and they've had a child together and they've had this really very tragic history with one another, it the, the sexual tension plays on a much deeper level and really draws you in in a way that is much more profound than it was before. Um, you know, so, like, after this episode, normally after an episode like this, I'm like, oh, I need fanfic. After this episode, I was, I was like, tweeting people begging for it. I was going to people that we know. And, like, Kai, for instance, I'm like, I know you've been writing Castle for a while. Can, Abby's busy working on movies. Can you please write me just, like, a one-off of just, like, this one scene, you know? I mean, I, I needed it that badly, um, you know, which I'm sure says a lot for me, but in particular a lot for this episode. I will, you know, there are, like, moments on this episode that I, like, I wish had been a little bit um, closer because, I mean, if they had, if they did shoot this thing as fifth, then I kind of think about the sixth and I'm like, well, but, like, they're still a bit yes apart yeah. from each other, even though just, like, Tiffany said the chemistry is there the camaraderie is there and there's like that tension um, but it's almost you know it's almost too colleague than 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 them per she se been shot fifth yeah yeah um, even though you know that one scene happens and like I completely lost my shit whenever you know, uh, he yeah. says that he's never, she's never, she's just never anything. just anything. I die. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and then one of my particular, like, it's an exercise I'm writing is, you know, how you see their fantasies of how they see each other being parents. Um, mm-hmm. Because, and I, and I, I <laughs> this, I, it's not like we, we keep score, but I felt kind of very, very gratifying whenever they published that uh, clip from Jim Wong talking about the episode and pretty much, you know, what I had considered that the episode went for, it was what he claims on the video that he tried to go for. So the, the episode as a whole, it's very effective. He achieved exactly what he went for. Um, but at the same time, um, it makes me it makes me nervous about the the finale of the show. Yeah, well, especially when you know we we're talking about two episodes tonight, one of which Chris Carter wrote and directed, the second one James Wong directed, and you know that it was it was filmed fifth, and you know that Chris Carter's episode is sixth. So it, it certainly um, makes me a little on edge <laughs> to think you know well. How, do we get from there to a, a, a different place in episode six or is it going to be is their relationship going to be very much like it was in what you saw in Founders Mutation so um, you know I guess we'll have to see well this, this is one thing that I was wondering is that 
you know, how much of the reordering of the episodes was kind of in mind before they started shooting, that even though this was going to be the production order, how much of it did they know was going to be broadcast in a different order? I don't don't think they did know. Yeah. I don't think they'd had because there's a very noticeable time jump. Mm-hmm. Not a, a, a time, yeah, I guess flip flop of time. Um, when you land on the third episode, okay. Um, mainly, and this is in no way a spoiler, but like, so the fifth, you see the office and like old techie and has like all the gadgets and all that stuff. Uh, and, and all the files being, are there. Yeah, yeah, and then that ended up being the second, and then on the third. Mulder, it's like on a mostly barebone office and kind of like tossing shit around, going like, uh, I can't even. So, it it in that sense, it's noticeable. Then okay. you saw on Founders Mutation when they um, they're having that meeting with Skinner. And whenever Skinner says, well, come back, it's completely off camera. <laughs> yes, yeah, I did notice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was just kind of hoping that maybe this was all planned. And then after no. this episode yeah. in particular, no. that maybe home again meant something that nobody had anticipated. But uh, no, Can we just no. talk a minute about how Skinner drops the files in his desk as he's talking about FBI inefficiency? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was so great. I so. love it. And it's just like, yeah, I didn't pay my secretary last week, so it'll yeah. be fine. You know what? It might get lost. Dump. No. Dumps around no. the drawer. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or the, you know, the DOD guy sitting across the table, and Scully's like, oh, the files, and Skinner's like, I can't look at those. And she's like, they're, they're right there. They're there. <laughs> they're right over there. Yeah. <laughs> that was Which, so great. I mean, I, I want to like that scene or that portion of that scene, but then yeah. it just seems so pointless to have that well, scene there. Well, the Edward Snowden, like, there, it was an, another one of those, like, I'm going to name drop, you know, I'm going to, Yeah. Uh, it, it was a bit heavy-handed for me, but yeah. um, at least At least they go for some sort of cohesiveness in the themes, and it's all got to be driving towards my struggle, too, and yeah. I hope that they give themselves enough time in that episode to do whatever it is that needs to be done. I think that once we get, yeah, I think no, once no, no. we get to my struggle too, like from there, if it jumps into season eleven, it will be like the worst wait, like the most horrific wait between episodes ever. Yeah, I'm predicting it's going to be awful to have to wait between them. If in fact we do get a season eleven, I know nothing about it. Yeah. We're not going to do spoilers. <laughs> You've already told me some stuff. We're yes. not going to put that into everybody's I'm, heads. I'm only I'm saying that is my belief. I don't know anything about my struggle too. So I, I think is... it's I think it's widely expected and accepted yes. among X Files yes. fans that Chris Carter is never going to resolve this shit. I just know we know how he is. And if you think that my struggle too is going to wrap everything in a nice little neat bow and Mulder and Scully are going to ride off into the sunset, then you don't fucking know Chris Carter. So, um, I would be shocked if it were anything other than some horribly painful cliffhanger. Uh, but I guess we'll see. You know who I feel for, though? That person that took on the job editor-in-chief on XFN? She's never going to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Ever. 
poor sucker. I think there's an episode in season two that introduces a character called Alex Krychek. You might want to check that out for some suggestions as to how you're going to get through the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's just, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. we're, all, we're like, accepting applications right now. <laughs> uh, you have to have any like an immense capacity for like resistant to caffeine um be allergic to your bed and you have to keep uh, letter openers away from you yeah letter openers away from you uh definitely you like it would help if you have a tendency to cook and eat while on phone calls because otherwise you're never going to eat mm-hmm. um Definitely uh, never actually, you know, turn off your phone or your Facebook or Twitter or Tumblr or Vine because <laughs> your staff will find a way to find you. <laughs> yeah. No matter if you warn people and said on the three chats that we have going on, I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah. So it's still going on right now, actually. Yeah. I'm, 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 our staff is actually conversing with each other right now. <laughs> yeah. I love you guys. You're great. So I anything like else, anything else to say on Founders Mutation? Um, it was the grossest X-File in the history of the X-Files. It, yeah, I think so. I think so. It, yeah, it was awesomely gross. Um, yeah. What else? Um, like I, funny I, I in have, some parts. Yeah, I have yeah. like, moments where... It's really petty criticism. It's like, you know, um, like I would have liked the shot whenever Scully runs towards the barn. Oh, yes. I would have liked the shot from the front instead of the back. Yes, that would have been amazing. Could you imagine her running through and the birds just like take flight behind her? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Shut up. I need that. (laughs) Um, And then I kind of like I kind of like want to have the moment. And I had already seen the episode, but it was like at the party, and I didn't want to like be a party pooper. Uh, and but like I could have totally said that to Jim Wong, like, could I, I have that? Um, then um, I feel like the other moment was that. So, and this is like something that I, I like. I talked about with Roy as well. Is that the level of intelligence and the and the um, the boy isn't quite that great so i mean it took us a little bit of a leap and like put together the sequence of events of why is he interested in the data and why does he want Mulder to like do this or the other and yeah. why you know it it took a little bit and then he responds in a way that doesn't quite seem too smart so you could maybe make the argument that he's more of a cerebral person than another person where he would like articulate what his desires were but at the same time it's kind of like we are just making wild speculation here we don't get that out of the episode um besides that it's a pretty strong episode uh, definitely one of the best of the series the all of the series oh yeah in 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 all nine seasons and two movies plus now this 10th season for sure yeah, uh, and yeah, like like I said in my review, I would I would have loved to know more about these twins and like how come you know 
they they seem to have mental powers. Yeah. Um, when like the rest of the the other you know kids were more like into physical things, you know. Yeah. Mental, it's like a I, lot of a leap. I love when they're hauling the girl back into her room after she makes like all the juices and the things on the lunch mm-hmm. cart like explode. How Scully? Can we just take a moment to talk about how Scully is watching it? And somewhat amused by it, and then says mm-hmm. to Mulder, "Did you see that?" And I'm like, "Mother, are you? St- oh my god, she saw it. She saw it. Dana Scully saw it. You know? Um, yeah, yeah. That was that was really cool. He's can like, we, interesting. Can we also talk how useless it is to have that, you know, woman in that hallway? That makes no sense. Which one? The oh. assistant. Now, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like her whole thing was, like, to put some extra part of, like, sinister into it. But Just, she was not, she wasn't sinister. I, I know. I swear to God, I would have, I would have found her at Hostler Hollywood. So, like, I really <laughs> don't get why she was yeah. there. Yeah. And this is in no way, you know, influ- influenced by, like, how much fandom talk there was over the summer about how much they didn't like her. She just didn't look the part. And it was really poor choice in casting. And yeah. it just didn't work at all. Yeah. But other than that, uh, we're, at, yeah. we're, at, we're at a level where we're, like, we're super nitpicky at this point. So this yeah. episode yeah. is <laughs> great. This episode is amazing. Especially, yeah. yeah it's and, and the scene where you have the nun that's talking about desires, the, the double yeah. pitchfork, and Mulder and Scully just kind of look at each other. And I was just like, oh, my God. That's just so perfect. You know who Hilarious. that actress is, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is this is what happens when so you're when you're Dana Scully's therapist. You go <laughs> f the world. I'm gonna become a nun. This is all Mulder's fucking fault. <laughs> I don't want dick anymore. So. I'm gonna change my name, and she still tracks me down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Scully's all sucking up to her. Oh, She's and, like, and, oh I've worked yeah. here for seven years. You can you can relay a message, and Mulder's just sitting there watching her bullshit this woman. Yeah, but then yeah. there's like that that there was a mistake in that in that thing because Our Lady of Sorrow is supposed to ha- to be in Virginia, not in Washington. Yeah, and a lot of people are like, "Well, it might be, you know, like it's a franchise and all this." I'm like, "No, no, no. Our Lady of Sorrows is Our Lady of Sorrows. There was a mistake. So like, y- you either." fix that on the titles and like they drove to virginia to talk to these people or yeah. y- you need to change the name of the hospital because definitely and, and but then it doesn't make any sense because then she she needed to be working in this place right so yeah sorry guys continuity error you can't escape from so. <laughs> yeah let's not go down that rabbit hole <laughs> yeah. okay Let's wrap uh, this podcast up. We've been going for a while. We only had two episodes to talk about, so... Uh... This is, <laughs> is going to be par it's for the so course. It's so cool, I know. FYI. I know. <laughs> no, we, we've got to dig into them like this, and I'm, I'm really, really enjoying this. Um, so, yeah, um, that, that's pretty much it for this week, then. Um, we don't have a quiz this week, um, but I would like to do an at the conclusion of the revival so we'll get you two back at the very end after all of the episodes have been on and see how much you've retained you said that you've watched my struggle 18 times have you let's see you know how much yeah. you oh remember. yeah <laughs> oh yeah yeah i've, I've I w- seen I was, I was, 18 times i was re- i was reciting the episode at this party people were so highly annoyed by me 
I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just like, I need to. I'm, my most favorite, not really, I hate this line of the whole episode is, I have alien DNA for sure. Oh my Every God, for time. sure. For sure. I, yeah. I'm, like, I'm going to make I'm, that, 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 that t-shirt is going please, to be a, yes, a thing. That needs to be a t-shirt. She's that was very like, much... I have alien DNA for sure. Yeah. That was like yeah. Sveta Valley girl right there. That yeah. was. And I live in the valley sure. and I don't even say that. So I'm sorry. Guys. Yeah, that was <laughs> Sveta, Sveta. Where's my Sveta? I'm done being snarky for today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, listeners, uh, please go along to xfiles.xfiles.com. Please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Please spread the word about this podcast on social media, water cooler at work, whatever it is. Uh, please help us get other people to discover us and listen to us. You can get in touch with me if you go to uh, my website, davidtharwood.com, or go to Facebook, Twitter. I'm on both of those as David T. Harwood. Uh, also go to xfiles.news for everything to do with xfiles news <laughs> everything um, any day now there's going to be some confirmation about season 11 i'm sure nah, <laughs> i want to go to bed <laughs> um i love you guys Abby, tiffany looking. can you give out your social information uh well yeah Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I mean, uh, so Exiles News, you can find it at exiles.news. That's www.exiles.news. And then you can find us on Twitter at Exiles News and Tumblr at exilesnews.tumblr.com or Instagram. at Instagram at News or on Facebook, it'll be facebook.com slash News or on Vine and you get to see live how much I'm torturing Tiffany with all yes. the tear jerk vines in six seconds yeah. I can make you Vine is like my jam lately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we also have a Periscope and whenever there's an event we make it we're gonna make it a point that we can you know periscope a little bit and and, and bring you things live uh, so you can follow us on periscope as well on x-files news and our personal twitters you can also go and um stalk us there please not like anderson boy um <laughs> and, and, and mine what? is avi Kihada. and then tiffany yeah mine is at t Duvall. Yeah. yeah. And cool. we're, yeah, we're a lot of fun. And if you disagree with anything that we say on this podcast, feel free to tweet it to us. Yeah. And we may or may not agree with you. And that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some interaction going. <laughs> now, now that we're actually here in the revival, yeah. and people are actually caring now about what we're starting to say. So. Or they can just follow us and then help us make fun of David's love for Sunshine Days. Yeah. It's not love for Sunshine Days. I'm just acknowledging it's not a bad episode at all. I get you don't like where it came in the series, but it's not a bad episode. I'm I'm nearing my 2,000 followers. I might give away something for my 2,000 followers. You totally it, should. It, yeah. Would you give away the editorship of X Files News? There you go. You can go. <laughs> to the two thousand follower. Yeah. The day that season eleven is greenlit, Abby's like, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go eat 
chicken at Boston Market. You guys are on your own. All right. Well, you guys are both going to be back next week, and I think Garrett's um, is being permitted yes. to join us as well. He, he is yeah. given. He has been given a permission slip that he is allowed to join next week. Awesome. So. Um, Darren Morgan's episode, uh, Mulder and Scully Meet the Weir Monster, is going to be on TV on Monday. We'll have a new podcast up by Friday morning where we dissect that and hopefully say lots of good stuff about it. Oh, may, may I have actually a pimp? Uh, she's not here, but you, oh, you guys know her. Um, so Colleen Evanson has a new after show after each episode. Yes. And we were actually uh, this week and or like this week after Founders Mutation, uh, and we're going to post that video soon. But she's going to have an after show right after the episode uh, airs. How do you watch the, that? Different people. So uh, we we have pimped it on our, on our Twitter, but you can follow it. It's Aliums. So that's A-L-I-E-U-M-S after show. Just like Sveta says it. S-H-O <laughs> show. Um, for sure. Uh, and you can, uh, she pimps it all the time on her own uh, X-Files Abridged account and her own Twitter. So if you follow Lady Fantastic, who does a marvelous, you know, vines with Mulder and Scully after every episode, then you might find more information about this after show on that account. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's really fun. Yeah. So that is it for this week's show. Uh, please be sure to spread the word and tune in next week. And remember, kids, don't believe everything the liberal media tells you. For example, smoking doesn't kill. If anything, it just makes you immune to massive blood loss, falling downstairs, and missiles to the face. I think I probably would run a million miles